Welcome to another episode of No Box Sports. I'm your host, Jason Green, and this is episode 68. And just like all the other 67 episodes, we have so much to get to today. Little different episode. Know what's on my mind. No biggest non-story story. No red light, green light, no segments today. It is NFL season is finally back. All the preseason that I hate to watch. You know, I love football. I don't care about preseason. I was finally here Thursday night. Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Does it get any better than that to start the season? It does not. So if you're new to the program, this is how it goes. I'm going to give you my NFC and AFC predictions, division by division. I'm going to tell you what I liked about what each team did in the offseason. I can't go too much or this episode will be two hours. So I usually give two to two minutes on some of these teams and usually three the most. What I liked about what they did, what I don't, and why I think they are there. Going through the NFC first. Then, oh, sorry, I'm going through the actually um, the AFC first, and then I'm going. No, 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 Jesus, I, I'm mixing my thing up. I'm going through the NFC first, all right, and then I'm going through the AFC. So first, let's start with the NFC least or NFC East, depending on how you think about it. So I'm going to go the way of doing is fourth place to first place. So my fourth place team in the NFC East is um, the Philadelphia Eagles, and this hurts because I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Now. I think the Eagles can actually shock you in a couple of areas. I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. And I think Jalen Hurts, unlike Daniel Jones, and unlike Daniel Jones, can win you football games. What I mean by that single-handedly, I mean that he can make plays, even though Daniel Jones can make plays with his legs, and you saw that, he can make more plays. I think he makes more plays than Ryan Fitzpatrick winning football games. I don't know as much as Dak Prescott. That's why Dak Prescott was so good his rookie year. Um, he would just make plays with his legs and keep the plays alive that other quarterbacks weren't doing. That's what Russell Wilson is the best at any blind in the league. I think Jalen Hurts has that ability. The issue is they're young, okay? They're wide receivers, Jalen Rager, young. Uh, Devontae Smith, rookie, Jalen Rager, second year. Quez Watkins, I mean, all your weapons, Travis Fogel, who's now the prize squad, J.J. JJ Sega, Whiteside, Dallas Goddard, they're all under 25 except for Zach Hurts. Um, this is an offensive line that hasn't been able to stay healthy. Also, Miles Sanders, under the age of 25. It's okay if they have a losing season. I don't really know how much this much young talent usually has winning records. It's the pain growths. They have a little bit of an older secondary and older defensive line crew, which is why this is an interesting team. But they have probably the third best division. Sorry, the third best defense in the division. Everything you could say, about, they're probably better than the Cowboys. They probably have the worst offense in terms of weapons, quarterback combination, and a rookie coach in Sirianni. So even uh, experience is not there compared to the other teams. So I have the Eagles at 6-11. and 11. That's not a knock. It's just how it goes. I think they can surprise. I think they could win nine games. Jalen Hurts is as good as I think he can be, and he can win you games. But 6-11, and 11, and that should be no knock on Jalen Hurts. That's the thing. But, yeah, they didn't really make that many offensive, uh, sorry, free agency moves. Ryan Kerrigan, another good DN that they brought in. Steven Nelson was a good second corner. Anthony Harris, they try to revamp their secondary a little bit, but it's one-year deals, which means it doesn't work out. They're just going to be moving on um, the next year. All right, my third place team in the NFC is the Washington football team. Uh, everyone's like, oh, the football teams probably should be the favorite, the best defense in the division, and you're probably right, but no team has won back-to-back divisions since 2003-2004 in the NFC since the Philadelphia Eagles did it. From that reason alone, I usually stay away from back-to-back division winners. I've been doing this for three straight years in NFL predictions, and I've never had the same division winner back-to-back years, and I'm going to do that again with the football team. Um, did they make some nice moves? Yes. Um, getting Ryan Fitzpatrick can win you football games, and he's a good slot. He's usually good to begin half of the year. I don't know many Ryan Fitzpatrick-led teams that makes the playoffs. Hence why I'm also having him here. Lamar Miller, nice signing. I like the Adam Humphreys and Curtis Samuel signing. Um, they re-signed, or they got Brock Brandon Sheriff. William Jackson was a good corner that they got. The syrup, um, you know, next to Kendall Fuller. So I like the moves that they made to reassure that defense. That's top was top five in the NFL last year. Landon Collins and Chase Young and them boys, Jonathan Allen. I mean, they got some dogs. Um, in the secondary, but I just don't think their offense will be good enough. I think it'll be better with uh, Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel and obviously Antonio Gibson. I just don't know. Giveth how much you giveth with Ryan Fitzpatrick making great plays, how much you also taketh away with the possible turnovers that you didn't have last year with Alex Smith, right when he was the, the quarterback. So nine and eight is where I have them. Also, forgot the spoiler alert if you didn't know. There's 17 games this year. That's why this. Uh, the records are a little different that I forgot to mention. So 9-8 and eight is where I have the football team. 
All right, in second place, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys are the favorite in this division, actually. But to me, they have a lot of holes still on the defensive side of the ball that I don't know if they fixed, right? You got you brought in Malik Hooker, you know, um, Michael Parsons, which is really not an area of need in the linebacker spot because you do have Jalen Smith and Lane Vanish, but they all constantly get hurt. So you had to be done, but it wasn't your weakest part. Um, your offensive line, I mean, Zach Martin's already got COVID. Um they just haven't. I believe their center is out for the year already. They just haven't been able to stay healthy. They got Demonte Kazi because a new defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, apparently is supposed to be the fix. I mean, also Keanu Neal brought him from the Falcons, but you could easily see fast. This could be the last year for Mike McCarthy. They don't have a great year. I don't think Jerry Jones is playing around at all. Dak Prescott's always. I, they said he's 100%, but how much can I trust that when you're playing against? Three, I'm gonna even say the Eagles have a very good D line. Fletcher Cox, Brennan Graham, Derek Barnett, Kerrigan. I mean, you got boys in there, so that's not an easy D line, right? You got three very good D lines. We already know how good the Giants one is and how good the football team is. So, if you're not healthy on the offensive line, I can't have you going that. Everyone's got the Cowboys like 12, 11, 12, maybe possibly 13 games. 10 and 7 is good for them for me, and I think they come second in the division. Um, number one team in the division to me is the New York football is the New York Giants. A lot of people are going to disagree with this. A lot of people who watch the New York Giants actually suck in the preseason. Andrew Thomas still looks terrible. They can't get it together, right? I'm going to trust in Joe Judge. Uh, I don't think anybody really has the Giants winning the, the NFC. So I think it's either the Cowboys or the football team. This is like my out there moment of like, I usually don't go that bold my NFL predictions because usually you have a very good idea. This is like the one where I don't, I think I'm different from everyone else and I'm doing it early. Listen. I like what they did, right? You got Kenny Galladay. You got the big threat. Here's their wide receiving core. Here's their weapons core. Saquon, who comes back healthy, playing one game last year. Saquon, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay. I mean, they also got um, Kadarius Toney, a Swiss Army knife. I don't, Evan Ingram. I don't know what's not to like about that group. They also got the re-signed Leonard Williams, who was awesome. They got Danny Schellen, another big guy. Reggie Raglan, the good. And they got the big guy, Dory Jackson, to go against, to go next to James Bradbury, who is fantastic next year. Adoree Jackson joins Logan Ryan and uh, Julius Peppers. And then X, they got the best secondary in the division. They do. They don't go to D line of the football team. They got the best secondary in the division. I like everything about this team. It all comes down to Daniel Jones and can he take the next step? Because this is it for him, right? If they can't make a winning season with all these weapons and all the, on both sides of the ball, remember they were the one of the best teams against the spread last year at the end of the season. I was riding them heavy. And I'm going to ride on Joe Judge heavy. If you read some of my articles, I have them as my lock to go over seven wins. I think they get 10 and seven. And I actually think they win the division. Book it. Joe Judge, New York Giants are back. And that is my NFC East predictions. All right, let's get into the uh, NFC North. Little interesting division. This had a very uh, interesting offseason, obviously, with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers going to be back. Was he not the Vikings? Uh, revamp their defense a little bit. But let's go to, the obviously, uh, the fourth team in this division, and that is the uh, Detroit Lions. Let's obviously make the big trade. Um, Dan Campbell's now the head coach. Um, Matthew Stafford gone, Jared Goff in. I actually am a big Jared Goff fan, and I think he got the brunt end, blunt end of the stick in the breakup between him and Sean McVay. This team isn't going to be that good, okay? Um, they got a couple nice pieces. They got Michael Brockers. I mean, Quentin Dubar, who's at Rowley Coleman. I mean, these people have won on winning teams. Tyrell Williams. I mean, he, he before getting hurt, he, I think he missed off last season. He was very good. Shot Perryman was also decently good last year. They're just not good enough. You compare against the Bears with an elite defense, Packers an elite defense. They don't have enough weapons. There's nothing wrong with that. I got him at 3-14. and 14. Um, I could easily see them winning more than that, but there's really not much to get into. They're not expected to win. Jared Goff can now play a little bit more free. Hopefully, he can let the world know that he's not as bad. It's not his fault that they lost. Maybe Sean McVay's system wasn't as good. I, I, I'm not sure, but I, I, I like it. I like him better. I got them at 3-14. Not much else to get into. They're playing too tough for the division for me to even think about winning it. They got no chance. 3-14, and 14, it is. All right, number three, the Chicago Bears. If you watched some of my previous uh, episodes, I have them at nine and eight. And that's only because Jer Justin Fields is not starting from day one. I think they go a little even, three and five for Andy Dawn, and then they finally decide to switch. And Fields is easily the better choice that opens up the offense more for Matt Nagy um, and his system. I I'm just not sure how he's not the guy 
already. You got little, you got some some wide receivers, Demaris Bird, Marcus Gilbert, Justin Hardy. Nothing in the significance. The significant move that you made right was getting uh, the quarterback. And you, I've said it before, you got an elite defense. You're not going to have that elite defense forever. You might as well. Why are you paying the books on Andy Dolan and just go with Justin Fields? It's the truth. You just got to go with Justin Fields. I don't think it's going to work out. Nine and eight seems right to me. They always feel like their defense is good enough just to hover around 500 and if their quarterback isn't good enough. I think Andy Dong gets benched by after game eight when they go three and five and Justin Fields surges at the end. It'll be around six, they'll be around six and seven. Gets a little surge at the end for nine and eight to make it respectable. All right, the Minnesota Vikings. I met 10 and seven. They had one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. They also were one of the worst. They were hurt. They brought in Brashawn Breeland, Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, Mackenzie Alexander. Literally everyone they brought in was on defense. Sheldon Richardson, Dalvin Tomlinson, Nick Virgil. They brought in a lot of guys on defense. They know their offense is good enough. They got D.D. Westbrook and Amir Abdullah, some nice little pieces. But they know that their defense is good enough. It is literally all – also their offense is good enough with Thielen. And um, now Irv Smith is out for the year. They got Chris Herndon. Um, obviously, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, and Thielen, they feel like is good enough. And sorry, and Justin Jefferson, that their receiving core is good enough to win games. They just had to get the defense down, right? And it just wasn't good enough. Last year, they were very, very injured, very hurt. And I can't blame them. That's why they underperformed. Underperformed, they still did decent around 500. So I'm going to think they're going to get back to their ways at 10 and 7. Vikings are never going to blow you away and win 14 games, even though they. I think the yeah the one year they went eleven and five. They're never gonna blow you away like that. I think this is a good team. Uh, this might be Kirk's last year. It, every year I feel like I say that, but I just don't know how it's gonna go. How they're going to you know think of him? It's just year to year. If you're not winning at that level and you have all this talent, why wouldn't the Vikings eventually move on? They got Kellen Mond in the third round, which I I think he's a terrible quarterback. I don't know why they would do that, but obviously the coaching staff thinks of him in that way thinks highly of him so 10 and 7 to me is where the vikings belong and last but not least number one uh first place in the nfc North is of course the green bay packers listen they re-signed aaron jones brought back randall cobb they, they didn't really do much they got uh re-signed kevin king not much was done they're bringing back basically the same team with now randall cobb okay um but 13 to 4 listen they have an insane defense Darius smith Jair alexander I mean, they got ballers on that side. Obviously, you have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, um, Tanyan, Aaron Jones. Obviously, let Jamal Williams go. It might be a little bit of a hit, but Rodgers just makes it work with that one. Randall Cobb will certainly also be a factor coming back. 13-4 is well. They're clearly the best team in the division. They got the best quarterback. They have the best corner. They might even also have the best defense. Um, it's, it's also between them and the Bears. And you also got the best offensive play caller and maybe coach. In the division, and um, and Matt, and uh, wow, I'm blanking on his name, but if I, I'm gonna just say it randomly in the episode when I think about it. But Packers to me are 13 to four, so fourth lines in three and 14, three Bears nine and eight, Vikings ten and seven, and Packers three and 14. Sorry, yeah, 13 and four. All right, let's go to the NFC South. This is now a much more interesting division. Last year, the Saints and the Buccaneers, we all knew that, and. It might still end up that way, but now the mid-tier teams like the Falcons and Panthers might have a little bit better of a shot. But still start with my fourth team. That is still the Panthers. I've never been a fan of Sam Darnold. Um, I, I guess Matt Rule believes he's the guy, and I wouldn't see why not. Listen, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't worth it. Um, I guess they did it before the draft. So they didn't really know how the draft was going to go. It is it is what it is. They got Hassan Reddick and A.J. Boyer, just the Rashawn Melvin, to put up their defense a little bit. Resigned Taylor Moore into a huge five-year, $85 million deal, um, which is big for them. He's been one of the best uh, offensive linemen in the league, especially them. Resigned David Moore to, uh, David Moore to, to a two-year, $4.75 million contract. So they got all the guys back. Uh, sorry, upgraded the weapons a little bit. Obviously, upgraded defenses. That was hurt. And I remember Matt Rule last year, first year, drafted all defense. So he knew his team needed uh some defense you have brian burns obviously a tear gross matos and obviously son racket played from a temple um so and he was very very good for them the year before or the cardinals the year before but 6 and 11 seems right to me you have some um good uh weapons and more um obviously they let curtis samuel go and christian mccaffrey robbie anderson they still have i just don't think it's enough Personally, I think they're good. I just don't think it's enough. 
I like Matt Rule as a coach. I just don't think Sam Donald's the guy. And I think this is last year. And I think they're going to go with a rookie quarterback this year. And Sam Donald's going to get, once again, realize that he's not as talented or he's not as good, even though the talent is there. So we thought 6-11 and 11 to me. All right, 9-8, and eight, like they always will be every year is the Atlanta Falcons. Listen, I can't do it anymore. I'm not going buying too high. I'm not buying too low. I couldn't do 8-9. and nine. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt for Arthur Smith, his new system, for 9-8. and eight. I, They didn't really sign anyone, once again, significant um, on defense, and that just is what it is. They got Mike Davis to replace Todd Gurley, which is fine. He'd be a good value deal, I believe, but it didn't really improve the defense. Their offense, maybe the new system looks good. They obviously got Kyle Pitts with their draft pick, and they have Calvin Ridley. And obviously they still have Matt Moore and obviously Russell Gage. Their offense is still good. I just I, I can't buy into them. It's just that simple. I think this is I say this every time with the, the team. I think this is Matt Ryan's last year. I think they realize they're just not good enough and it's time to move on. They're gonna give him one year in Arthur Smith's system. And they're going to realize, what's the point if we're just not good enough? We don't have one year left in us. We got, still have young guys we can capitalize on. And we're going to have to pay eventually. Let's get a younger quarterback and not to pay Matt Ryan all this money. So I think this is Matt Ryan's easily his last year in Atlanta. And I think 9-8 and eight is uh, where they'll go. Also will go 9-8 and eight is the New Orleans Saints, who have a new quarterback in Drew Brees. Sorry, new quarterback replacing Drew Brees. And uh, Jameis Winston, after they pay Taysom Hill that four-year, $140 million deal that actually saved them money. I don't know. It's it's actually crazy. Once again, they didn't do anything big, right? They got back their guys in Marcus Williams, Quan Alexander. Um, nothing too big. You know, they re-signed Tom Montgomery. It's just, it, it's basically replacing Drew Brees with Jameis Winston. Um, but the thing is, their wide receiving core is very, very low. Michael Thomas is out for the first six weeks of the season, and that's going to kill him because Michael Thomas has more catches combined than the other seven people on the roster at wide receiver. It's going to be the Alvin Kamara and Jameis Winston show. And once again, what you giveth, you also taketh away. A lot of turnovers. You can hopefully say he's fixed it. I don't know. I don't know if he's fixed it. We're going to have to find out. I'm just going to go off history and say he hasn't. So it honestly wouldn't shock me if the Falcons were better than the Saints. I just have the better coach and the better defense. And they usually play better at home and experiences just from experience. So... I will still take the Saints to go 9-8, and eight, even though they have less talent than the Falcons. But I'll say they're equal because of how good I believe in, how much I believe in Sean Payton. So 9-8 and eight to me is where the stand. They're really going to miss Michael Thomas for the first six weeks of the season. And which looked to be such a tough division last year in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Looks like a lot easier this year, and they should easily, they're easily the best team in the division. Listen, they brought back, I believe, tw- all 24 Starters even signed Vonnie Bernard, who's a very Tom Brady friendly uh, running back. They got Shaquille Barrett back. They got Nagami Kinsu. They got uh, Levante David. They re signed Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. I mean, they got everyone back. Leonard Fournette. Not much else to say. The GOAT has, has done what he's done. Um, I, I still can't believe they won the Super Bowl. It's not that they just won it, they dominated. They, they dominated from start to finish in the Super Bowl. Um, yes, they had a couple, they had some tough opponents in the Saints and. And the Packers, but they went on the road and they did it. They went on the road all three games and they did it. And it's just cool Tom Brady. I got him at 12 and 5. Um, Super Bowl letdown, I've never really seen it from Tom Brady. So why should I start to see it now? You know? So 12 and 5 is where I have them. They're, they should win the division. I have my wish my three games. It should be an easy division for them to win. And to recap, to temp, uh, NFC South. Panthers six and eleven, Falcons nine and eight, Saints nine and eight, and the Buccaneers twelve and five. All right, last but not least in the NFC, we have the NFC West. We had to save the best for last in the West because this is probably the best division in football. Um, this the AFC North and the AFC West are the three best divisions in football. Here we got to get into it. First surprising is everyone loves the 49ers. Vegas loves the 49ers, having eleven and a half. They're the third biggest odds. To win the NFC, I think they're the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl. No, not for me. Seven and ten, they're gonna go, and here's why. I wrote about this also in my article. I'm hammering this under eleven and a half. I've never understood it. Kyle Shanahan has one winning season. That's it. In five years, he has one winning season. I just don't understand how you can automatically say that this team is going to be insane. They get hurt every year, and that's unfortunate. Yes, very unfortunate, and I wish it wasn't like that, but that's the truth. Listen, they signed Trent Williams, that big deal. They're banking on their young, young talent. Listen, 
if they don't, if Kyle Shannon, who has yet to announce a starter, by the way, I don't believe so, unless I'm you know missing something, um, for Sunday against the Detroit Lions, if they go with Trey Lance, only two quarterbacks to reach that only to reach that threshold of eleven and a half wins, so twelve wins, only two rookie quarterbacks have done it, and that's Dak Prescott and Ben Roethlisberger, right? That means Trey Lance has to be that good. Right, I don't think he's that good. You saw in the preseason, eighteen and four. He's got command issues, control issues with the ball. He's a great dual threat guy, and he can make plays with his, makes plays with his legs. That's why I think Kyle Shannon loves him. But he's going to throw him into the fire. Listen, they got dogs on offense. Ayuk, um, Debo Samuel, Raheem Mostert. They got athletes. George Kittle. These are as athletic as you're going to get on the offensive end. And also, defense are losing Richard Sherman. Um, actually, Nick Bosa had that torn ACL last year. They're getting some people back. Obviously, Richard Ramagama, Nick Bosa will be back. They've just been hurt, and I, I, I don't see why it, it would be any different this year. So I'm going to have him at 7-10, especially when you're playing such a tough division. If you get hurt again, it's over. So 7-10, and 10, to me, I told you I have two surprises in the NFC. Giants winning the division and 49ers coming in last in their division. Those are my two. All right, second, I have the Cardinals at 10-7. and 7. Listen, they got J.J. Watt. Um, obviously, that's on Redico. They required Ronnie Hudson to help their offensive line. Malcolm Butler is actually retiring, so he won't even be there. But A.J. Green, James Conner, they, they, they bulked up their weapons a little bit for Kyler Murray. They bulked up their defense for Kyler Murray. Is it going to be enough? Because you're, the quarterback is the third best, second best in the division. I think Kyler Murray's better than Matt Stafford. Um, but he's not better than... Russell Wilson, obviously. Your coach is probably the the worst. I mean, he's not better than Pete Carroll. He hasn't shown the same as Sean McVay. He's shown even the same as Kyle Shannon. So he's probably the worst in the division. And your defense is not better than the 49ers. It's not better than the Rams. And it's maybe a little better than the Seahawks, right? So you're not number one in anything in those categories. So I can't put you in the first place spot obviously and i just think they're one more step away they're in that they're they're building they're building they're building and they got one more step and this will be the last step this will be i think the seahawks and them switch after this year right but to me the cardinals are still a little one step behind i haven't been 10-7 would not shock me if they had 9-8 and eight and they come in third place in their division second out of the seattle seahawks their defense was portrait i don't think that's a word terrible last year and it needs to be fixed they didn't really do much to fix it um in all in all seriousness signed a couple guys that like alden smith i think i got cut and robin kandichi a lot of talented guys but listen they're banking on what they've been banking on for years um they also got gabe jackson in trade to help their line resign chris carson but they're listen they're banging on the big on for years and that's basically russell wilson or bust listen you still have the best weapons i mean quarterback weapon combination russell wilson um, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, right? None's being that with Chris Carson. You have the best coach in the division. So you got the best QB and you have the best coach. And your defense, which was terrible last year, hopefully in year two, Jamal Adams looks a lot better in coverage than they didn't before. I'm going to, your defense to me could not get worse. Seriously. And it was actually making strides at the end of the year. So hopefully they gain that momentum. I think 10 and 7 is where they're at. I think they're going to blow you away this year. I'd be shocked if they won more than 10 games. And I wouldn't be shocked if they won. Less like if they went, they're the eight to ten range to me. I can't see Russell Wilson going below five hundred. I, I just don't. So nine to ten, nine and ten wins where I see him at. I don't really see him below. I don't see him above. Just that simple. They're, it's Russell Wilson or Boston. It's been like that for the past two years. It's gotten the playoffs the past two years. So why not keep Ryan with it? Ten seven the Seahawks go and winning the division is the Los Angeles Rams. Listen, they have the best defense in this division by far. Absolute freaking dogs. That they got. They did lose John Johnson, but obviously you have Aaron Donald, you have Jam- uh, Jameis Rams, wow, Jalen Ramsey. You got dogs on that defense, and you got the quarterback now. I just got Deshaun Jackson, Brandon Leonard Floyd. Uh, I'm not sure. I saw a stat today. Matt Stafford is the worst against the spread record in the NFL in the mouse starts. Yes, 75 and 90. That's just for betters. All you have to do is win the game. They're going to be favored in a lot, a lot of games. Jared Goff did hinder them last year. But I've never thought that Matt Stafford would fit Sean McVay's system. Quick, a lot of quick reads option. Max Everett likes to throw it across the, the field. He just doesn't have a good record against winning teams. It's going to be tough. 
I'm not the biggest Matt Stafford fan. I still think they're going to win the division at 205, but I'm interested to see. And it would not shock me if the Seahawks won the division because Matt Stafford is not as good. But it's gonna it's Matt Stafford or bust. There's high expectation in Los Angeles. The thing is, you got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. You did, right? So now Sean McVay is basically saying, get rid of him. I can get back with this quarterback. So that's your expectation. There's nothing less than what that is before, and that is your expectation is to get to the Super Bowl. Right? That is what it is. So below that is a failure. Seriously. And you got some talks to go through because I don't think they're better than the Buccaneers and I don't think they're better than the Packers. So for the third best team so far already in the NFC, you got some dogs to go through. It's Super Bowl or bust for Sean McVay and the crew. 12-5, and five, they win the NFC West. All right, let's go over my NFC playoff seeds. I have the Packers at the one seed at 13-4. and four, The Buccaneers at number two and 12-5. and five. The Rams at number three at 12-5. and five. The Giants winning the NFC East at 10-7. and seven. The Seahawks getting the fifth spot at 10-7. and seven. And the Cowboys also the sixth spot at 10-7. And the Vikings at 10-7. and seven. 17 games, you're going to see a little higher records. Maybe the one additional game will be in their favor, one will not. But I'm banking on with the seven teams. That record's a little better. I don't see any team making the playoffs this year that's under 500. It sometimes happens, but we'll see how it goes. But those are my NFC West and playoff seeding predictions. It's time for the AFC. I think the NFC is a little bit more talented, just like in the past couple years in the AFC. But the AFC might have a lot more closer um, divisions in my mind. I think the Packers are shooing for the North, I think, and the Buccaneers are shooing for the South. It might be the same, actually. But let's just get to the AFC East, um, where my first team, the last place is the New York Jets. Listen, New York Jets have improved. Listen, I think Zach Wilson, it's not that hard to be better than what Sam Darnold was last year. And I think Zach Wilson will be that. <clears throat> they got some offensive line help, too, and offensive help in general. Keenan Cole, Tevin Coleman, Corey Davis, um, Morgan Moses they signed. Even got some defensive guys. Um, Vinnie Curry, uh, Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins. I mean, they re-signed Marcus May. They got LaMarcus Joyner. So uh, Robert Salah is bringing in some people. It's just, I'll, I'll say it again. They don't have a better defense than the Dolphins or the Patriots or the Bills right now. And and their offense is maybe the only one better is the, the Dolphins. So I just don't see it happening, right? I think Robert Salah, four wins is not bad. Listen, you're not a good team. It's okay. It's going to take some bit. What The only thing that matters is Zach Wilson takes strides, right? He's going to make mistakes, but it's the talent there that we're seeing. I actually, the more I watch him, I like Zach Wilson a lot. He can sling it around the floor. He's got good feet. He's got good instincts. He's got the arm angles he's better to do. People just think he's the little rich white kid that he's a little, he's got, he's a little prick and he won't, you know, he won't get what he wants. He'll be upset. And it's a stereotype. But I think he'll be better than what people believe. He's got the biggest bust potential, and I don't know if I can disagree with that. But he's also got one of the biggest booms. I, I think he might have the biggest boom potential in this class, and I think he's going to be um, great. And I think 4-13 and 13 even is, as long as he looks good, it's okay. All right, third, I had the Dolphins at 9-8. and eight. If Cam Newton was the starter for the Patriots, I would add the Dolphins second. But I'm big into Mac Jones and how he looked in um preseason he looked surgical to me he looked like he knew the command of the offense that josh mcdowell's wanted to run I, I hate to say brady like but he feel like he always knew where he wanted to go with the ball but for the dolphins the issue is pretty simple that i don't know how far Tua can take him and you got will fuller but he's also suspended on a one-year deal i think i got suspended for like the first four games um obviously you got jalen waddle coming in i, I just jason jason mccourty signed a one-year deal there for, he's leaving the patriots I don't know how much better that defense can be. It's all up to Tua. If the offense can explode a little bit more, you got some young guys in Wolford, Lynn Bowden, um, Miles Gaskin, Gasecki, Devontae Parker. These are some young guys. Um, are they ready to take the next step? I think 9-8 and eight is good. Brian Flores, is that's good. To me, you're just missing the playoffs. Um, I just don't know if there's going to be a QB controversy, right? In the, in the middle of the year, if they start out slow, or at the end of the year, if they can't make the playoffs, and they say, oh, t- if we had someone else besides Tua hinders us. So I think they just missed the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. Once again, if the Patriots started Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, I would have said no. But I love Mac Jones. I think 10-7 and seven is uh, perfect. I actually see them going higher than this. I just, I'm just a little shocked. But let's, let's just look at the offseason they had. Ready? 
You bring back James White. You, you didn't have a lot of weapons. So you go get Aguilar, go get Kendrick Bourne, go get Hunter Henry, go get Johnny Smith. Then you upgrade the offensive line with um, Trent Brown, re-signing David Andrews. <clears throat> and all the guys you get back. And you get Matthew Judon for the big deal. And you bring back Kyle Van Noy. Right? And you sign Jalen Mills, which is excellent in the Bill Belichick system. You're also bringing back Patrick Chung. Um, and a couple, I think they were missing four starters on defense last year that you were bringing back. So you're bringing back a bunch of players on both sides of the ball. I would not be shocked if they won this division. Now, it's going to be tough for a rookie to come in, but if anyone do it, Belichick usually does. I think all these weapons is really going to help Mac Jones. None of them are elite. Like, Hunter Henry's always really good, but he wasn't elite. Same thing with Jonu Smith. He was really good, but he wasn't elite. Um... Now, Snaggler was good last year, but he's not elite. Kendrick Bourne's in stretches is good. Maybe Nikhil Harry finds takes next year, but their defense is going to be good. It's going to be really good. And I I like how they brought Kava Novak, Matthew Judon. I like him going 7-7. The more I convince me, I think they might win this division. But for now, it's the Buffalo Bills is to lose, and I think they still win it, and here's why. Um, the Bills are 11.5 wins. I see them going under. Josh Allen has been unreal, and you have to keep banking that he's gonna keep being like that with his kind of, um, I wouldn't say I don't say laziness, with his kind of, just like Ryan Pitzpatrick, he throws all over the field. Uh, he doesn't. He takes a lot of risk. His riskiness. They didn't really really improve that much. I think getting Bobby Hart as an offensive tackle depth was good. Um, Matthew Breida, good explosive back that he can bring in. Um, re-signing Matt Milano, Levi Wallace. I mean, they did nothing special. They're basically bringing back the next team. So the Jets got better, the Dolphins got better, and the Patriots got better. To me, the division they went 6-0 in last year, right? I don't think they do that this year. Hence why I've met lower 11-6. and six. Um, But the more I'm, I'm convincing myself, I think the Patriots might win the division. I think that's the smart bet would be to throw the pay. I would not throw the Bills to win the division. It's probably minus money. It's not worth it. The Patriots are the smart bet. But I think it's an interesting division because I could also see if Tua comes out, like I think he can be, right? If like The expectations I thought Tua would be last year with him starting, right? He could be the guy, right? And if he if he's that, sorry, if he's that guy with the new improved weapons and that elite defense of there, Brian Flores had running last year, best cornerback tandem probably in the game and Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, I can see them also in division. This is a three-team race. You know, usually every single year it was just the Patriots. And now it looked like last year it was just going to be the Bills, right? They're going to start to finally run away with it. And after one offseason, I think it's back to it. It's a three-team race every single year. But sadly, the Jets not being there. But for now, Jets fourth, 4-13. Four and 13, Dolphins third, 9-8. and eight, Patriots second, 10-7. and seven, And the Bills 11-6, and six, claiming the AFC East for the second straight year. Moving on to, is it the Browns' division to lose in the AFC North? Man, how the times have changed. Browns have um, yet to win the AFC North in the Baker Mayfield era. Will this year change it? Let's start with the four team is the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They're terrible, 3-14. and 14. Um, I also have the under for them in my predictions blog for what how I think they're going to do. Listen, they didn't prove their offensive line. Obviously, they got Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Coming off um, a torn ACL. I don't know how healthy he is. I don't also like Zach Taylor as a coach. There's not much to like about this team. Trey Hankerson signed a four-year, $60 million deal. Otherwise, that they got a woozy I mean, they did help their corner situation a little bit, him and Eli Apple. But I, I just I don't like what they're doing. I, you needed to protect them. I get it. Jamar Chase was a teammate. It was the sexy pick. It just wasn't the right pick. And Jamar Chase apparently not looked good at all in training camp three and 14 for the Bengals. zach taylor fired joe burrow starting to get questioned um third is the steelers listen they got the big guy in Najee harris they let go three of their five offensive linemen it's a little different year i i don't their defense was all-time great last year and i think they can i mean lost steven nelson I, I think they can be that good again i just don't know if they can be that good and listen, everyone thought Juju was going to leave, and he signed back for a one-year, $8 million deal. Otherwise, that the biggest thing they did was get Najee Harris. They were last in the NFL in rushing last year at 84 rush yards a game. To put that in perspective, second last was the Texans at 91. Seven yards a game is actually, I mean, that's a pretty big difference. So, but defensive-wise, the Browns might be better than defensively, but 
it, it's really about it wasn't I keep saying it with the quarterbacks <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me it's all about the quarterback situation it's it's either like you get it done Ben Roethlisberger can get it done one more time or he can't and I'm gonna bank on the Najee Harris being there helping him but they had a really rough end of the year, and I think the blueprint is out on how to beat this team and Ben Roethlisberger as he gets older. And I think 9-8 is where they fall. Listen, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, so I'm not or under 500 season. I'm not going to put it under 500, but 9-8 to me is where is around where they belong. All right, if everyone's had a little bit of a rough offseason, it's been the Ravens. Uh, you lost Matthew Judon. Um, before the season starts, J.K. Dobbins out for the year. Um Justice Hill now for the year, and they just signed um, uh, Le'Veon Bell. They got Sammy Watkins. You got Rashad Bateman to help the wide receiver and crew. I don't know how much it's going to help. Otherwise, that it's the same really team. Listen, they're going to run the ball a ton um, with Lamar Jackson, and now I guess, I mean, Gus Edwards is going to get a lot. The Gus bus is going to be all over the place. But it, Lamar Jackson, I don't, it's, it's, during the regular season, it's so hard to game plan for this team, right? It just is. They just win ball games. John Harbaugh is such a good coach. Their defense is still really good. Uh, to me, they're just a better team than the Steelers, and I think they can win the division this year. I think usually the years where you doubt the teams the most, right, you think it's going to be their worst years, it might up being their best one. So Ravens at 11-6 and six to me. Um, also because I want the Browns to win the division, maybe a little biased. I've been, you know, secretly, not secretly rooting for them, but like always felt like, come on, Browns, let's, let's get it done. Just like really the rest of the NFL world kind of has been doing secretly. So yes, I do have the Browns at 12 and five, um, winning the division. Listen, Odell Beckham is back. And that's the biggest thing because the numbers are, the numbers are pretty simple. When Odell is in Baker Mayfield's numbers are not as good when he's out. They're much better, but listen, they got clowny. Um, they got Malik Jackson, Taurus McKinley. I mean, they even though the DN group was already deep, they just made it even deeper. They got John Johnson, even though they, I don't even think they need him because Grant Delpit's going to be coming back. That just reassures their safety lineup. I mean, they got dogs. I mean, I think Greg Newsome they drafted. They also have Denzel Ward. I, they they just got dogs. On both, it's going to be hard to beat them. They're they're stacked on both sides of the ball: offensive line, defense line, safety, corner. Robert Seeming Weapons and Odell Jarvis Landry um, running back. They're great at every position. The difference is, right, the quarterback spot. Um, I don't even know if people would say that Baker Mayfield is better than Ben Roethlisberger. Like, I, I don't know. So, like, you could argue that ben, Baker Mayfield is the third best quarterback in the division because Lamar Jackson's the best. But you got, to, you got the best defense in this division, too. You were the Steelers. And I like Stefanski. As a head coach, I would wouldn't take I would take him third, but that's no knock. Like taking him third in this division is no knock because Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin are so good. I think it's the year they get it done. Twelve and five. I think they beat up on the Bengals and they split one and one, four and two. I just think it's the year they get they just they're gonna wear you down. If you thought last year's already Nick Chubb and um Nick uh, sorry, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, it's gonna get even harder now with even more stronger defensive line that they're gonna be able to body you up. Good luck by blocking Miles Garrett and Clowney, because we've seen over the years Clowney is much better as a number two than he is as a number one. So good luck blocking them. Going over my AFC Norris, Bengals putrid three and fourteen, Steelers nine and eight, Ravens eleven and six, and Browns winning the division for the first time I think since nineteen ninety nine. Someone's got to check me on that. Uh, the AFC, they win the AFC North. All right, two more divisions to go. First one is the AFC South. Listen, probably still the worst division in football and it probably got worse actually no yeah uh jaguars still be bad let's just get into it listen the texans are gonna be bad three and 13 i have three 13 i meant to say three and 14 tie with the Bengals for the worst um record and the lions it's gonna be those three teams i think clearly the three worst teams in the nfl um it's not listen they didn't have a pick to the third round getting rid of everyone um they traded um i believe carl lawson the best defensive player, probably. Obviously, J.J. Watt left. Uh, they signed Philip Lindsay. They just find just a bunch of guys a one-year deal. Mark Ingram, one-year deal. Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkett, Tyrod Taylor, Chris Conley. I mean, all these guys are literally on one-year deals. It, it's just not going to... Oh, sorry, Shaq Lawson is the guy they traded. Not Carl Lawson, Shaq Lawson. So, uh, Vernon Harger, they, Desmond King. Literally, I'm reading this. Everybody's on a one-year deal, except Cameron Johnson. Three years, eight. Eight million for a punter of the for for a punter of the Eagles, so I just listen. There's not much to expect. 
Top of the team is not making it to the playoffs. And this is named Buffalo the one year. Defense has a whole lot of holes. They have basically zero weapons. Just lost your best weapon in Will Fuller. It's okay. David Coley, I'm rooting rooting hard in the Texans, people might think. Everyone's dissing the David Coley. And why he easily was worse at coaching candidate. You know what? I hope he does well because not many people get the chance to be an NFL coach. It's very rude to just say, oh, he doesn't deserve it. And I hope he sucks because he's easily the most can't fight it. I hope the Texans overperform and David Carr at least shows signs of life he can get the ship um, running correctly. All right, third, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, you got the guy, Trevor Lawrence. Thing is, Travis Etienne's already out for the year. You've already said some things like Urban Meyer said how he didn't think DJ Chark is good enough to be in number one. He was the best wide receiver for you. Um, they traded Sidney Jones. They signed Shaquille Griffin. Um, they signed Rashawn Jenkins. I mean, I got Bron Laquan Trebo. They brought in Marvin Jones. So they've tried. They got some good young guys, and um, and uh, I just I mean I just mentioned him, but DJ Chark, and uh, and now Marvin Cooper, like Gosh Station Null. Obviously, getting ETM was a little weird, but now James Robinson, who was very good last year, will continue on that. They got Cam Robinson on the franchise tag. Uh, listen, it's gonna be hard to win as a quarterback. They should win the two against the Texans, right? That's that's how I think it's going to go, right? But otherwise, that I don't see many wins on the schedule. If Trevor Lawrence is as good as I think he is, I think he can win you four to six games, which I have him at. But there's no shame in whatever happens, right? My good thing is, how long is Urban Meyer gonna last? I, me and other, I'm not the only one that believes in this. I don't think he's last in the NFL. I think he took it to took it, and he's gonna have to give a lot of money back eventually. But he's gonna get a quick little payday to do little work. Um, and I think he's gonna realize he has not as much control. As he's in the college environment, he's not going to like it as much. And a college opportunity, a big one, might come, and he might he might go take that over the NFL because it's a lot easier for him. So 5-13 and 13 for the Jaguars. All right, next team, the Colts, 89. Listen, they made the playoffs last year, and now they're getting Carson Wentz. I, and they're getting Xavier Woods. I'm just not the biggest Carson Wentz guy. And as the Eagles, now T.Y. Hilton's now hurt. Um, they get Marlon Mack back. Obviously, they have Jonathan Taylor. They got a lot of guys. But the thing is, I, I, I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go 9-8 and eight is the new record. Not 8-9. and nine. I think they go 9-8. and eight. But I I just don't see them making the playoffs. I, I just don't. I, I can't see Carson Wentz being able to fix everything in one year, no matter the coach. It's It wasn't just the mental mistakes, right? It wasn't just mentally. I know if you get over the mental blockage, it's big. Physically, he just was inaccurate. He wasn't using his legs properly, and it just compiled with the mental mistakes, right? It's like anytime he made a great throw, he would come back with three bad ones, right? And I just didn't know if he was there mentally. It's not like the receivers and weapons are great in Indianapolis, right? Like they were in Philly. I mean, your offensive line is probably a little better. It's healthier. Right? Quit Nelson already got hurt, so I don't love it. It's an easier division, but it's not like the MC East wasn't an easy division, right? When, when Carson Wentz was there. I mean, it was like the worst division in football last year. So nothing much has really changed um, to me. And I just don't think they're going to be able to get done. Nine and eight to me is what it's at. And it's going to take more than a year for Carson Wentz to fish his issue. It doesn't just click. I, I can't see it happening. It just doesn't click for me. So first, I had the Tennessee Titans at 11 and six. Obviously, big move they made. You replaced Corey Davis with Julio Jones. Seems like an upgrade um, to me. And they drafted Caleb Farley. They've been trying to work on their defense a little bit more year over year because that defense was not that good. Last year, they got Bud Dupree. They brought in Janoris Jenkins, Kevin Johnson, who's had a history of being a good corner, and obviously Caleb Farley. I, I, they are 10.5 wins they're over. I also wrote about it. I think 11 is perfectly where they're slotted. Matt Vrabel has not lost more than nine games I'm sorry, lost more than seven games. So he's been nine and seven at the worst. The extra game, easily, that takes you to ten and seven. And I think the division is so weak. I think they should go five and one against the division easily. So that means you have to be six and five the rest of the way, playing five hundred. I think the Tennessee Titans can do that. This is not an exciting division. It's the Titans to lose, and if the Titans lose it, Mike Vabrell did a very poor job of managing and coaching his team this year. And also, listen, you got weapons. I don't know if you're gonna stop Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown. Um, and Derrick Henry. It's is about as good as it gets, even if losing Jonu Smith and Corey Davis. So for the AFC South, Texans at three and fourteen, Jaguars at five and uh, and twelve, Colts at nine and eight, and Titans at eleven and six.
All right, the last division we got to get into could be one of the most competitive divisions we have in the NFL season in the AFC West. So let's just break it down real quick. I have in the last place the Las Vegas Raiders. The issue is me, they just did not improve to me as much as they needed to needed to. I think the Broncos got better. I think the Chargers will naturally take the step as they as Justin Herbert naturally gets better with a much better um head coach. Um, if you go look at their signings, it's that simple. Listen, everyone, a lot of one-year deals, Kendrick Drake, which that was probably their best of it, uh, position was running back with Jonathan Jacobs. Um, the Oretic, I mean, John Brown, one-year deal, Zay Jones, Willie Sneed. These are all one, one-year deals, um, that they did. And the only one that really was Yannick Ngakwe with a two-year deal, but he was a little, uh, disappointing last year for, um, for the Baltimore Ravens. So, also got they also brought in Solomon Thomas if they can bring out you know the potential that he has also Casey Hayward free agent deal Russell Douglas like they got players their defense really needed to be improved but their their division is so tough I mean you're talking about coaching wise right John Gruden is I, I don't know I really liked what I saw from Brandon Staley at, at the um, whatever, at uh, the Los Angeles Rams and I think he's gonna do great things I don't even know if John Gruden's the third is the the, the the second best. Like I like Brandon Staley a lot. I think he might win. Like if there's offensive coach, rookie, coach of the year, I think it would easily go to him. Listen, you lost Nelson Aguilar, you lost Tyrell Williams. I'm also not the biggest fan of Derek Carr. I think he's a floor guy, not a ceiling guy. There's only so many games you can win with him. He's made the playoffs once. He's never made a playoff start, and it's what now is the seventh year in the league. It might be time to move on. And listen, there'll never be pressure on John Gruden, but should there start to be? That's the question. So 7-10 and 10 is where I think they'll end up. Speaking of pressure, it's what the Broncos have in Vic Fangio. Listen, Teddy Bridgewater is their quarterback now. I don't agree with that. I talked about it in my last episode how I think... Um, how I think, sorry, that it should be Drew Locke because once again, the Florida ceiling argument. But they really revamped their, their secondary. Like Kareem Johns, Jackson, they signed to a one-year deal. They got Kyle Fuller in. Um... Justin Simmons got the franchise tag, and they signed Ronald Derby. Plus, they brought in Patrick Sertain and Shelby Harris. Oh, the um, defensive tackle through your deal. Not to mention, you're also getting Cortland Sun back, who didn't have the entire year, and Von Miller back, who didn't have the entire year. I think this Broncos team could sur- surprise a lot of people. The issue is their quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater is the worst quarterback in the division. Vic Fangio is the worst head coach in the division. How am I going to expect this team to take and leap to second or first. I mean, I, I barely have them over the Raiders because of how much talent they have. But I think next year when they get a new head coach and a new young quarterback, or maybe they go for the big fish in the sea, like if Aaron Rodgers officially wants to leave and they go get him. Or if Jimmy like I could see if Jimmy Garoppolo wants to leave, they go get him. Something in that sort. Or you go draft somebody. But Teddy Bridgewater is not the answer. And I think it would be the hinder and why they go 8-9. and nine. All right. Second is the Chargers. I didn't want to be the guy to think they automatically take the next step, but I just think it's going to happen. Um, naturally, Justin Herbert will be in the MVP possibly conversation. And I don't think he has a chance at winning it. I think he can be very good for that spot. Um, they didn't do a lot, right? But their biggest thing they did is they fired Anthony Lynn and brought in Brandon Staley. For a defense that's getting Derwin James back, right, and has Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram and a lot of talent, right, I think... Getting the the team that took after one year with Wade Davis, right? And next year, they were the normal defensive football. I think that's a huge upgrade. You don't have to do that much in the defensive end, and you can see what they have. I think this defense takes major leaps. It And if that defense can take major leaps, which it couldn't last year, which it didn't, sorry, it wasn't elite, Justin Herbert can win you a lot of games. They lost a lot of one-possession games, and that's usually the next step. It just is what it is. I mean, I know we say it about Chargers. They blew leads all the time. They lose one-possession leads, and they lose in the worst way possible. But for usually, if it's just the quarterback you have every year, fine. But Justin Herbert's young, and now he's going to be taking the next steps. Also, upgrade their offensive line, signing Corey Lindsey to a big five-year deal. So I liked what they did. If Justin Herbert takes that natural next step, but you also lost Hunter Henry. I don't think they're too worried about that. You got some great weapons, Eckler, Mike Williams, and obviously Keenan Allen. So if Herbert takes the next step naturally, they should go 10-7. and seven. And last but not least, this is the Chiefs' division to win. It's not like Yars is not going to bet on it because it's so obvious. But the Chiefs, I mean, they, I like the Jerry McKinnon signing a lot. Resigned Demarcus uh, Robinson, acquired Orlando Brown, 
that was big. They also got Kyle Long to come out of retirement, signed Joe Thune. So listen, it was pretty obvious what the issue was at the end of the year, right? It was we couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes. Well, they fixed that. Kyle Long has been excellent front lineman. Looney's been excellent. Orlando Brown's on us. You upgraded in all three of those positions to go protect Patrick Mahomes. With or without those signings, the Chiefs have won 12 to 14 games, right? But now this is helping you in the long run. The Chiefs got a little revenge on their mind. Patrick Mahomes, I know, is thinking about that Super Bowl loss every single day. 14 and 3, the Chiefs go and win the AFC West. And they claim the number one seed in the playoffs. So, how else does the AFC playoff seeds go out? Chiefs won. At 14 and 3, Browns 2 at 12 and 5. Got the Bills third at 11 and 6. Titans fourth at 11 and 6. Then I got the Ravens 5, first wild card at 11 and 6. I got the Patriots sixth at 10 and 7. And the Chargers will sneak into the playoffs at 10 and 7. So to end the episode, right? Super Bowl prediction we gotta do. Um, I use it first look. In all seriousness, I think it's the Packers and Chiefs. I don't think the Bucks are going to go back-to-back. And I think Patrick Mahomes runs through the AFC because the Browns aren't that level yet. And the Bills and Titans are just worse versions of the Chiefs. I could see the Ravens being a sleeper. Same with the Patriots. I don't think the Chargers will make all the way that step. Even though it happens sometimes like that. Like the Eagles with the second year. So... But in the a- NFC, something about this last dance and how it goes and how it just came out, the last dance, how uh, it's going to have a spin that the Packers make it all the way. But a sleeper, to me, is the Vikings. Cause if they can figure out that defense, they clearly have the talent on offense to get done. So I think that NFC North division could make waves in the playoffs. But those are my entire NFC and AFC predictions. All right, thank you for listening. If you made it all the way this far, obviously, I really appreciate it if you do. We went through all eight divisions, and I think we're getting around an hour for this episode. But listen, like, comment, subscribe. I'm seeing a lot of followers, and you know, I've been doing a lot of follow trains. I've been following more people on my account, and I've been noticing it, having a lot more conversations in my Twitter post. So don't be shy. I mean, if you don't like my take, you know, comment on it. Seriously, argue with me. I was arguing about some guy the other day about Evan Mobley and the Cavs, and I loved every single second of it. So, I mean, you obviously find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Music, or Apple, yeah, Apple Podcasts. Look up No Block Sports. Um, look for my articles every week. Follow my main Twitter account, at jgreen underscore 4599. I'm going to be coming out with my week one picks um, on Thursday, and I write Sixers articles for Sixers Nation every single week. So, you know, comment on those things too. But until then, I will see you um, next time with some, for you know, maybe some red light, green light on first initial looks of the NFL and some college football because I got a lot of stuff at the end of that. You know how much I hate it. But thanks, guys. Tell a friend and tell a friend. See you guys next time.